Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. It's more fun to believe. Third year bonus. Hello, and thank you for listening to another third year bonus of Me and Paranormal You. This is Ryan Singer. I am the host of this program, the curator of this Mindcast. I guess this is not just another episode or third-year bonus. This is the 104th third-year bonus, which means it is the 8th, 13th third-year bonus, which means something different is going to happen. Something, you know, hopefully unexpected. I don't know how unexpected this one might be. Two full years of third-year bonus contents, and with the exception of the seven previous 13 ones, I would have to say that, man, I've been digging into a lot of things. And um, I got to tell you, when I first decided to do the third-year bonus contents, I did not realize how much work they would be. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh right into the microphone. But I did not realize how much work I was giving myself. I don't say that to make you be like, oh, gosh, Ryan's working so hard. Because let's face it, is, is it work, really? Is it work? I'm not so... Sure, that it is. But I will tell you this. Uh, Two years ago, I did not know nearly as much as I do now, or at least pretend to know, about the paranormal and about all things mystical, supernatural, and uh, fun. Uh, But I will tell you, I have forgotten more. In the last two years, I have forgotten more information than I ever knew to begin with before the two years started. Does that make sense? I wish I had one of those memories, one of those, uh, one of those brains that has the ability to do total recall about all the things I've ever researched, read, um, studied, and listened to, whether it's YouTube videos or podcasts or weird, not weird in a bad way, but weird as far as like obscure blogs or sites that I've found on, on the internet. I have learned so much. I have met so many people because of it. And I've had so many interesting conversations. 
because of all of the different topics that I've dug into. Um, one that sticks out to me is Oregon Energy. I, I, or, or, I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> Man, I don't remember what it is. I, part of me, I'm not going to lie to you, part of me was tempted to do this whole, this whole third year bonus, number 104. Um, four minus one is three. Third year. This is the third year of this, the, the last third year of the second year. I was saying that earlier and it was rhyming. I'm walking around the grocery store like 11.30 at night, picking up some salad items and some bananas. I also needed some Gorilla Glue. And I'll tell you why I needed Gorilla Glue. And I needed a new loofah. I love loofahs. Exfoliating. Now, people will say sponges. They, 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 they hold extra bacteria. They're Petri dishes. And I say, mm, I love a loofah, though. I love a loofah. I even travel with a loofah sometimes. The point is, I'm walking around Ralph's, just kind of saying silently, or very quietly to myself, like, uh, the last third year of the second year. And I was like, oh, that rhymes. I'm going to write a song about it when I get home. And I was like, you know what? When, I'm not gonna, I don't know how to play music necessarily, so I'm not going to write a song about the last third year of the second year. Just because things rhyme doesn't mean I have to adhere to this idea that I had. Um, you know, it seems, it seems a little much. So uh, I'm very excited to kind of do a, to the best of my knowledge, admittedly off the top of my head or off the, off the top of my head. What an interesting phrase. Uh, from the cusp of my mind, kind of just talk about the journey that we've been on. Maybe you're here. Maybe you jump around. Maybe you quantum leap throughout this journey. Mine's been somewhat linear to a certain degree. Now, why did I have Gorilla Glue? Well, I'm going to tell you two secrets. Um, and inside of these two secrets are obviously more details and uh, a little more complex than just one time I, I ate a whole jar of peanut butter while watching Twin Peaks. That's not true, but I mean, it actually sounds like a really good time. Um, the secret I'm going to tell you, the first secret I'm going to tell you is about the Gorilla Glue. The reason I need the Gorilla Glue is because I'm going to be, I'm going to be super gluing thumb drives to random public things. Why would I do that? Well, this is a secret. Please don't tell anyone. Because I haven't done it yet, but I got the Gorilla Glue, so now I can start doing it. I have all these thumb drives. If you don't, I think you know what a thumb drive is. It's it holds data, music files, movie files, thing, any kind of file. It's like a little mini hard disk, external. And I'm going to be thumb drive. I'm going to be super gluing thumb drives to random public places like park benches and things of that ilk. On these thumb drives, will be. Almost not everything I've ever created, but it'll be, it'll just be a, a giant Easter egg of things, right, on there. But here's the catch. You can't just take the thumb drive because it's super glued, right? So you are a person who happens to be in the park and you sit down on a bench and you, you just happen to look down and realize, wow, there's a thumb drive thing sticking out, like the part that goes into a computer. That's weird. Hopefully you don't cut your leg on it. That would be awful. So you realize there is a thumb drive thing sticking out. 
What? My, my oh my, what is that? Oh, wonder what's on there. Oh, I don't have my computer. So you go home. You grab your computer. You bring your computer back. And you have to plug your computer in to the thumb drive, as opposed to having the thumb drive be able to plug into your computer. And only then, when you bring your computer and then hold it, and then put it in a position where it plugs into the thumb drive, only then can you retrieve the contents of said thumb drive. Some people won't do this for fear of some kind of nefarious virus. Okay? Um... And I will give no indication uh, on where these thumb drives are. So it's very unlikely that you, the listener now, uh, would ever even find one of these. Because I, I'm stealing this idea from some artist in France. And I don't know who the person is. But there was a thumb drive sticking out of a brick wall. Like, that's a, that was a good one. You'd have to bring your computer or whatever. And you'd have to hold it up on this wall and like plug it in. And then only then could you get the contents. And I was like, oh, that's a beautiful idea. I'd like to use that idea. So I'm doing it. I'm, gonna use, I'm borrowing that. It's from that inspiration. But on there will be all kinds of things. Um, uh, you know, as you could imagine, you could probably kind of guess what's going to be on there. The videos, there's going to be, um, everything's above board, but adult, but not porn. Um, my stand-up comedy is for adult audiences. So, as is some of my other comedy, and in and, and this Mindcast as well, it has adult language, although kids are fine. Kids can hear, kids can hear F-bombs. I mean, kids can hear it all. It uh, seems silly to me. But, so is that it? Well, no. It is my hope that once a person finds these things, if in fact anyone ever does, it will be the beginning of what I could only imagine and what I could only hope to become, a fantastical treasure hunt. Now, that's, that's a secret. So don't tell anybody. Wink, wink. I mean, honestly, even if you did sell someone, what are the chances you're going to find them? I mean, you could probably go to places I frequent and then look around that area and think, oh, I bet there's, hypothetically speaking, you know there's a park in Los Angeles, California that I go to all the time because it's got trails and it's not too far away from where I live. Um, you know, it's a, it's a runnable, walkable distance. If you have a few hours, you know, to go run and walk and take a hike and then come back. You could probably surmise, you could probably put piece together at that point that one of these thumb drives is probably somewhere inside that park. Now, is it super glued to a rock at the top of the mountain? Well, maybe it is. Or maybe it's just somewhere else. So that's one of the secrets. I'm, I'm trying to remember the second secret now. I think I forgot my second secret. It was the thumb drive thing because of the super glue. And, uh... Wow, I mean, that's how good I am at keeping secrets. If you have any secrets, you can tell me, because I forget. You, I can't tell anybody your secrets when I can't remember them. I don't even remember my own secrets. It's kind of depressing. Like, it's not depressing. I shouldn't, I mean, I'm exaggerating. But I will tell you this. I'm not going to have this regret on my deathbed, but 
part of me thinks it would be like interesting in a way because I won't have any big secret. Like I, I just tell everybody everything usually all the time. I, I don't know if I have any secrets. So I'm not going to have any secrets on my deathbed except maybe this one that I don't even remember that I have. Have you seen the movie Hugo? Hugo, Martin Scorsese directed. It came out a couple of years ago, I think. I watched it late last night. It was it was remarkable. I loved it. So anyway, that was just a, an aside. I don't remember the second secret. Oh, yes, I do. I just remembered the second secret. Okay, so that was the first secret. So this third year bonus, I just I must tell you because I just looked on the Zoom recorder, the recording device, and it was eleven eleven. 11 minutes and 11 seconds, right at the end of that last sentence. So this means I must tell you. I was supposed to remember this secret so I could pass it along to you. Second secret is this. I, there is a web series I've been doing. Um, no one would understand that it's a web series unless I've told them already. So there's a few people who were involved who helped me film the thing. Um, but other than that, there is in no no way do I promote it, no way do I... Do I mention it? Do I tweet about it or Facebook or whatever? Um, most of the things, are all of the things that I ever put up on Instagram, I then later deleted uh, very shortly after as to not have any ties to this project. I will tell you this. The web series consists of two different characters. One of the characters is a guy who, uh, they're both YouTube channels, okay? So let's, let's, let's say this. The, the format of this web series... If you're like me, you love web series. The format here is, I'm having like, underneath my tongue is injured. It's been injured for a while, like a week. I think it's this new electric toothbrush. Maybe it's just too aggressive. Anyway, the format of this web series is two different YouTube channels of these characters, these guys. Each guy has their own YouTube channel. And in no way would you know that they're connected to each other. One of the guys is a guided meditation fella, and the other guy is teaching people how to do black magic through YouTube videos. I guess I could give you more hints than that because it's going to be really difficult to find them. I will tell you this. I have no connection to them. And there is an ancient episode of Me and Paranormal You that would give you a clue as to a name of someone probably to go find this unless I made it private unless I got rid of that episode, which I may have done because of this thing, which I can't remember. So nonetheless, if you wanted to find it, I bet you could. So um, because we make fun of the people we love the most, usually, it seems like, at least in a, in a, in a fun, lighthearted manner. These characters are very fun to do. And I'm spoofing some uh, specific people. And, you know, I don't think that they're above being spoofed because specifically one of them I think needed to be spoofed because of how uh, serious they seem to seemingly take themselves. So there's a web series out there on YouTube. Um, I'll give you this hint. The hometown where I was born is a suburb of Dayton, Ohio, or it's a small section of Dayton, Ohio, whatever. And it's the name of that area is also the last name of the man who invented the air conditioner or Freon. So there's a hint for you. If you find that guy, you found 
he found the black magic guy. Now, the other one you can find if you if you dig a little through the old episodes or old uh, experiences or third year bonus. It's somewhere back there. So yeah, there's a web series out there, and I think there's five videos up at this point, more coming. But please, if you do find them, please, 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 please don't tell anybody that it's me. Because I want these things to be like living uh, in their own world. And I want them to be, uh, you know, understood as uh, potentially. Uh, I want people to think that they're real. <laughs> but I just don't want them to have any, I want the, I want people to think that they're real and I want them to really enjoy them but I want them in no way to understand that I had anything to do with it it's kind of like the epitome of my career and why why people who are on the business side or people who are business minded in entertainment they kind of shake their head at the career that is uh, Ryan Singer's comedy career in entertainment like, oh, so you've created, you dump all this time and this energy into a project that you hope people love, but simultaneously never know you had anything to do with. Yeah, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Um, and then they would say, this is why you don't, this is why you don't, uh, this is why you can't get a mortgage and own your own mountain house because you're not worried about money enough. And I say money is so dumb. It's so stupid. It's all make-believe. It's like playing dollhouse. Money is all make-believe. So let's go through a little bit of the third-year bonus situations here. Um, when it comes to the third-year bonuses, I got to tell you, I, like I said before, oh my God, I just, I, <laughs> here's a hint. If you go and just on the SoundCloud page and just type in third-year bonus, the first one that came up was the one that I was telling you that has the hint. Um, so there you go. Um, at least for me it did. So I don't know, 30 or bonus, the number three. It's a beautiful number. Three squared um, becomes the number nine, which is also a beautiful number. Three plus nine is 12. I like that. That's four threes. Um, I don't know how many more hints I can give you here. So whether it's aerokinesis or remote quantum healing, we talked about necromancy. I, I did one on the Wendigo. Um, we did an intro to reptilians. We talked about the Celtic tree of life, sympathetic magic, concave earth theory, flat earth theory, underground cities, communicating with animals, animal communication specifically, singularity. We got to go back into that one. The Akashic Records. I did a tribute to my grandfather, the late, great Lester Clark, uh, right after his death. Cryptozoology. That is actually the only one. Uh, the tribute to my grandfather, I believe, uh, is 30-year bonus 15. So very early in, gosh, that's a long time ago. Well, it's not a long time ago, but it makes it's over a year ago. It's like, a, you know, well, more, it's like almost two full years ago. Um, reminds me of, um, that's the only one I used um, copyrighted content, I believe, where I played songs. I played some songs in there that I, I didn't have the rights to use. Um, that's the, I think, the only one that I did that on, I'm pretty sure. 
I talked about left hand magic, chaos magic, dimensional jumping, imaginary numbers. That's more of a math thing, but I think it, it spills over into our world. Um, there was uh, sacred geometry, astrology, right hand path, uh, T.S. Eliot, the wasteland, uh, Georgia Guidestones. Uh, fairy circles and rings. I thought I saw a fairy circle today as I was hiking because uh, it's been raining uh, a decent amount here in Southern California for the past month or so. And so everything is very green and so beautiful. It's so, oh God, it's like you're walking. And, and when it rains, the smog is gone. It like washes the smog away. And you're living in HD. You're living in crisp clarity visually here in Southern California and specifically Los Angeles. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often where you can walk around and you look at the landscape of the mountains and things become green and they're alive. I mean, they're always alive, but now you sense it. Now you see it and you feel like to me, it looks. And then when the clouds are kind of, cascading and it's like they're playing hide and seek with one another inside of the the peaks and the valleys of the hills and the mountains it reminds me of being in hawaii it's so beautiful it's it's wonderful um so i thought i saw a fairy circle today is the point uh in the in in the on a on a wonderful hike but alas, I did not. And to, and if you're wondering if I would have walked inside of it, I, I'm not sure I would have. I may have been too superstitious, if you want to call it that. I don't know th- that I would have stepped inside of the fairy circle if given the opportunity. I probably would not have. We talked about Morgan Le Fay and the impact of female characters uh, on society from mythology and modern-day literature and other things. To me, that's a... Uh, I'm looking at it now. It's a short, quite a short, short one. I'm just now remembering, yeah, I guess, you know, RH negative elementals. I guess they got longer, didn't they? The third-year bonus ones, they, they got longer. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um... To be honest with you, I'm I'm trying to decide if I'm going to continue doing them. The it's not because I don't enjoy them because I do, but I'm thinking about going to two interviews a week. But part of me feels like uh, doing that is is me just not wanting to work as much. And I guess I guess it would be. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, what's the thing. The nice thing about the third year bonus contents is I don't have to worry about anything except relying on myself. You know, as opposed to, um, it's it, there's less moving parts. Having interviews with people is, you know, there's another person involved, and you have to take into account their life. You have to take into account their schedule, their busyness. Uh, things happen. Things come up, um, and. You know, that's just part of the way life is. The fact that we haven't missed one in, in all this time is, to me, is pretty remarkable. I mean, I think we've been, you know, anywhere up to 12 hours later than maybe we thought we'd, we'd be. Maybe it got put up in the afternoon as opposed to just after midnight. But I think that they got longer because cause of my general understanding 
of the world itself maybe got bigger. Maybe I felt more confident in uh, discussing things. I don't know. I, I think about the person I was back then, and I think that guy was such an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think about the guy I was back when we started all this, and I really hope I've maintained some, some baseline. Um, I know sometimes I can get tired and it's, it's hard to be like really enthusiastic when you're tired and, you know, and I'm trying to cut out some of the artificial stimulants in my life. Uh, specifically, I don't, I don't do energy drinks anymore. I was really hooked on energy drinks for, for probably way too long. Um, and I've gotten rid of those. I'm still drinking caffeine. Um, but I'm not doing taurine anymore i'm not going to do any of that kind of that that poison but i i hope i've kept this baseline of being this guy who um is interested and excited and open you know i don't want to be this is when i know i will stop i will stop doing this program when i'm just like over it if i'm ever having interviews or if i'm ever researching stuff and I'm just like, are you kidding me? If I have that feeling, it's done. It reminds me of like when I was younger. When I was a younger man, I was silly in many of the ways I lived my life. Uh, one of them was this. And this is going to make me sound like a bad guy, and it's fine. I can admit it. If, <coughs> excuse me, if I was seeing a woman, if we were dating, and if in my mind I thought to myself this phrase, oh, she's such a bitch, which... I don't think you, you know, flash forward to 40-year-old Ryan. I don't think you should call women that. But the moment I thought that, I would I would end my relationship with someone. So I was like, well, no going back. It's like you can break a, you can glue a vase together, but it's still got a crack. That was my th- thinking back, you know, 20 years ago. Very all or nothing kind of uh, mentality, which it doesn't get you very far in life when it comes to personal relationships and trying to understand people are flawed, including me. I mean, that's the thing that I think we don't realize, or I didn't realize for a long, long time. It's like, <laughs> I was this idiot. It was like, you know what? They're not going to break up with me. Oh, like what a conceited, is that the word? Um, probably narcissistic, certainly. Um, but the point is this. I don't want to be the guy who's over this stuff and who just keeps doing it because he thinks he's got to do it for whatever reason. Um, because maybe he thinks there's something in it for him. I'll tell you what, there's a lot in it for me currently. And that is uh, expanding my, the horizon of my mind and of also my imagination. And to say this stuff hasn't influenced every aspect of my life would be crazy talk because my stand-up comedy now is so centric to this, <laughs> to all of this stuff. All the projects I'm coming up with, um, they tend to be themed in the paranormal or the supernatural, the mystical. And I, yes, I've always been into that stuff, but at the same time, I, it wasn't so heavy. I mean, there, I think there are people now who, who would be surprised if I didn't. Uh, present them some project that I wanted to do with them that wasn't based, like if it was just simple. Um, but the point is, the impact has been profound on my life, and the third-year bonuses have done more 
not than the interviews have done for me because that's I, I always feel like exchanging emotions and conversations and energy with people is probably our greatest currency uh, interaction uh, specifically is our greatest currency for happiness but these 30-year bonuses have done more than any other study I've ever done in my life. Two years. It's been like a two-year grad school program for me. And I wish I remembered more of it. But you know what? I remember a lot more than I never knew. Or wait. No, I, that's the opposite of what I said earlier. It, you know what I mean. The point is, I'm looking at my books I've got my books stacked on my floor against the wall like a people friends of mine say I look like a crazy person. I like the way that looks. Something about books. When I was much younger, a friend of mine his name was Matt. He was a writer. We worked in a restaurant together. I just loved that he was a writer, you know what I mean? That's so cool to me. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a writer. And I was like, hell yeah, you're going to be a writer. That's, that's fucking awesome. That's romantic, man. I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. He's like, yeah, I'm a writer. And I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. He's like, I am a writer. And he's like, yeah, because he was writing already. The point is, I went over to his apartment once. We, we became buddies and started hanging out. Went over to his apartment once and against stacked against his wall were just books, all these novels. My books are not novels. But he had all these like classic literature novels stacked against his wall. And I just remember thinking to myself, Oh man, he's he's got so many worlds inside of his mind. The passport of his mind has been stamped a million times. I'm going to have books stacked against my wall someday, you know? And so here we are now, flash forward, you know, almost 20 years later, and I've got a bunch of books stacked up in, uh, you know, columns against my wall, precariously, ready to fall at any moment. Um, I'll just name off a few here, and I, and most of them I still need to read. Um, the Presence, which is the book by Alex Mistretta, uh, my buddy, uh, about it's a cryptozoology, uh, cryptozoological compendium, essentially. Um, you, sh you should check it out. Uh, Condensed Chaos by Phil Hine. There's The Republic by Plato. Utopia and Utopian Thought. That's a book. Um, I've got California Ghost Town Trails, Fingerprints of the God by Graham Hancock. I've got uh, Magicians of the Gods by Graham Hancock. Still need to read that one because it's huge and I can't get to it. Comedy at the Edge by Richard Zoglin. Seinfeld, The Unauthorized Biography. Can you believe I have that book? The Unauthorized Biography of Seinfeld. I've read that. Um, Hamlet's Mill, still need to read it. Oneness, uh, Moon uh, Mind Teasers, that's just a game for your brain. Uh, Moon Spells, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. Um, then there's uh, The Golden Bow by Sword, Sir George Frazier. Uh, True Ghost Stories, uh, Four, that's by Jim Harold, the wonderful podcast host. Um, then I've got some, I got, a uh, all of us, it's a compilation of a bunch of Raymond Carver writings. That's one of the things that actually does go into like, I guess, literature and, and like writing as opposed to, 
you know, nonfiction stuff. Anyways, the, I got The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky. I, that's one of his books that I've never read. So I'm on that. Uh, soon, Catcher in the Rye, which I, I've read multiple times. I love that because um, I used to want to be in the militia. Um, the Crystal Bible. You know, so these are the things I've got here. But like 37th Parallel, Strange Angel, The War of Art, uh, Communion. Uh, and Four Hour Body is also there. The Four Hour Body. Have you heard of that book? I just don't have time. I mean, there's a stack, and then there's a separate stack of the books I'm currently reading. And, oh, there shouldn't be six, seven books. There should not be seven books in what I'm currently reading. Can I need to learn how to pick one. The, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, How to Know Higher Worlds, The Secret Teachings of All Ages, The Anunnaki Chronicles, Sick in the Head, that's a Judd Apatow book, um, and uh, Fifty Shades of Grays, uh, written by my buddy Ray Shemansky, who actually will be at UPARS on the third Tuesday of uh, this month, which is coming up soon, uh, giving the talk out here in Los Angeles. So if you're if you're in the area, you should check that out. I will be there a wide-eyed and eager and looking forward to that presentation. So the point is this library that I've had uh and there's many other books here that I have that uh, hopefully I'll be able to read s- somewhat soon. They're all because of the 30-year bonuses. Because the conversation I've had with people, the questions people have asked me, just in casual conversation, they've made me realize I need to expand my knowledge. I need to understand more. I want to learn more. I have that hunger inside of me to try to learn more, even though, you know, I'm just like everybody else, I get very tired, you know. Um. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I feel like my nose is broken. Isn't that weird? No one's punched me that I'm aware of. But I feel like um, there's a general soreness in inside of my face. Anyway, maybe it's my allergies. But the point is, we have these things here inside of us. We have these desires, these curiosities. And hopefully, we're able to expand on them. And we're able to pursue them, much like maybe you pursued a lover. Maybe you're married, and you pursued your husband or your wife. And Maybe you can put some of that energy now into pursuing other things. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't waste too much energy in that part of my life because I'm sure I do. But um, the pursuit of knowledge, and I mean, it's a famous phrase, you know, for a reason, because whether it's uh, whether I want to be better versed at, at tarot, or, oh, I need to get into runes. I need to get into runes. I, I, someone said something about runes the other day, and I was like, oh, I, I, my, in my whole body, I was like, I got to get into runes. You know what I mean? I'm not even sure I know what they are. I think there's stones in you. Tell the future or something. I, I'm just like, I'm into it. And I don't even have a fully, I'm not even fully comprehend what they are, and I'm like, I am into it, dog. Let's make it happen. I call people dog, you know, because I'm 40. Um. Yes, I need to, my greatest regret, 
let's talk about that. Let's talk about my greatest regret because it's not going to be a, it's not going to be my greatest regret for long. Um, but currently my greatest regret in regards to the Mindcast is that I have not committed to the, uh, doing yoga thing. And I've done the, I'll watch the videos at home because I don't have time to go do it or I can't afford to go do it. All these excuses, right? And I've watched some videos at home and it, it's just, they just don't, they don't spark me. They don't, they don't hook me in at all. So I think I'm going to go Groupon style, find a place close by and then just lock in and get flexible. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I just want to be more flexible. Uh, flexibility, one of the keys to fitness. A dear friend of mine told me that years ago, and I believed her. So the point is, this pursuit of knowledge, where does it lead us? Specifically, where does it lead me? I don't know. Um, do I have the energy and do I have the hunger uh, for knowledge to continue to do third-year bonus contents? How many things are there actually out there to do in research? How many topics? are? Am I running out of topics? Well, that, that's silly because I think they're endless. But I am going to continue doing them until further notice. Um, you know, part of me thinks that uh, I need to rededicate a larger portion of my life to other things uh, as far as um, stand-up comedy and other writings and things like that go. But if I was to truly be honest with myself, I just need to allocate my time better. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to stop doing them because there's still a bunch of things that I don't know. I can't keep track of stuff, though. I mean, the Conscious Life Expo is happening right now or it's coming this weekend in Los Angeles out of LAX by the Hilton at the Hilton. And I totally, it totally slipped my mind that it's even there. Um, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it out there. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to be able to at least get out there for one day. The point is that this journey that we're on together, whether you're in it, you know, you dip in and out of this journey and that's fine. That's the nature of our relationship. And I understand that I am, I am a voice you hear in your ear or ears from time to time, maybe a couple times a week, or maybe you binge. I get messages all the time where people are like, I just found the Mindcast. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm two and a half years behind, but I'm just going to binge them. And they, they'll email me like three weeks later, like, oh man, I've, I'm caught up to this. And I'm just like, whoa, you need to settle down. I can't even be in my head that much, but I appreciate it. So I am a voice that you hear in your ears from time to time, and that is the nature of our relationship. Um, this disembodied vocalization. I've had the opportunity to meet certain people and who listen, and it's been fun. It's been fun to do that. It's really fun to do that. Um, is our uh, meeting slightly different on my end than it is your end, potentially, Maybe because you feel like you've heard me talk so much more than, than I have. I get that. I understand. I listen to podcasts. Um, I understand exactly what that is. Um, I've been on both sides of it. But it is fun when you get to meet someone who has shared some personal stories or experiences with, with me. And uh, I do enjoy that. 
and then it becomes uh unfortunately when i'm on the road sometimes after comedy shows and things like that you know these interactions are limited in scope because i don't have endless time i guess and specifically after comedy shows i'm trying to maybe sell cds or t-shirts or something try to make a little extra money um I, I don't, we don't need to go over the details of this. The point is, I enjoy meeting you. And, but I also understand that sometimes you're in and out. You're here. Know that I'm here. I'm always here. Okay. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, what if I was like the neediest? What if I was the neediest uh, podcast host in the world? Like, don't listen to this program unless you're going to listen every Tuesday and every Friday, twice every week. If you are not listening twice every week, I cannot, I cannot be in this relationship with you. We cannot, I can't, I can't do it. I'm going to ask you not to listen if you can. Um, I don't know um, if there are podcast hosts like that. I imagine there may be somewhere in the world i believe in the possibility of anything um for sure so but no i am not needy like that you could listen to one every six months if you wanted that's fine i think you're going to listen to this mindcast as often as you're supposed to listen to it because that's how many times you've listened to it or when you listen to it i think you're going to be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing because that's what you're doing just know that I'll be here. Hopefully. How much longer? Who knows? But for now, you can count on it. Hopefully, uh, you can count, you know, technology willing and all that kind of stuff and my voice willing. I plan on keep talking. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing the 30-year bonuses this long. I may shorten them again. I don't know if, I just don't know if I need, I don't know if I need to be talking this much. If there's the one thing about doing the Mindcast, it's the interviews to me are, there's another person there. So for me, that's like, I feel much less, I feel less self-conscious about that. When, it's just me talking for an hour. Like, to me, it's like, what, is this an ego thing or is this actually content? Like this one. This is me rambling for, uh... Oh, you're doing a recap for two years. You know, it's a, it's a two-year recap, kid. Relax. Hey, you're 40. You're not a kid. Hey, easy with that. You know, and having these mock conversations with myself, um, is it needed? Is it is it, is it entertainment? <laughs> I hope it's entertaining. There is, I went to the Integratron in Joshua Tree this past weekend. While everybody was watching the Super Bowl, I was getting a sound bath and, Man, I got to tell you, this guy, he got the he got the building designs were given to him in a vision by aliens. Then he convinced Howard Hughes to give him the money to build it. I mean, who doesn't love this guy just by that information? And uh, I went with my buddy Kathleen DeRose. My buddy Pamela Walt was there. Uh, and my new friend Diana was there. Uh, both comedians. All, all, we were all, all four of us comedians. It was wonderful. And I'll tell you about that later. But uh, it was an enjoyable, enjoyable time. If you're ever in the, uh, you know, the high desert or the Los Angeles area, it's a short two and a half hour drive. 
you should check it out. It's like 35 bucks for an hour bath in sound, not actually water. But the point is, is it just me talking? Hopefully there's something to be gleamed. Hopefully there's some kind of entertainment value at the very least. Bill Hicks always used to say, hey, if you're not getting a laugh, if, if, even if you aren't getting laughs, at least be interesting. So I think that's important. Um, I'd like to read to you my favorite sonnet real quick. Maybe this will be interesting. This is Shakespeare. I think I've probably done it before. Um, this is a sonnet that I had to learn in college and as a as a monologue kind of thing. Or soliloquy. Would it be a soliloquy? Maybe it is. Uh, I think it is. And um, I loved it. I loved it so much. So here you go. And it's number 23. As an unperfect actor on the stage who with his fear is put beside his part. Or some fierce thing replete with too much rage. Whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart. So I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right. And in mine own love's strength seem to decay. O'ercharged with burden of mine own love's might. Oh, let my books be then the eloquence. Wait a second. I totally screwed this up. Um, what is that word? Sorry, I'm having a hard time reading this. Um, okay. Oh, let my books be then the eloquence and dumb preasures of my speaking breast, who plead for love and look for recompense. More than that tongue, that more hath more expressed. Oh, learn to read. What silent love hath writ, to hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit. Basically what this is, it's kind of like, um, if I remember correctly, which I probably do not. I don't know what that word is, preagers. Um, it kind of faded out. It's so old. It's from like, you know, it's from the 90s, this thing I've got here. So uh, uh, basically it's like, as an, unper uh, as an unperfect actor on the stage who with his fears put, beside his part, uh, you know, or some fierce thing that's got too much rage, you know, whose strength abundance weakens his own heart, you know what I mean? Like, you come in too hot, and, like, you've made yourself weak because of it. Um, this guy, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to tell, tell someone that he, that he loves them. It's so much harder to say I love you than it is I hate you nowadays, and I think it's, it's important to remember that although it feels more difficult to say, it's much more rewarding once we have. Maybe that's why. Maybe because it's more difficult. And in the fact that it is more difficult, maybe it has become, uh, you know, less heard. Because maybe we we feel like things have to be easier because everything's easier nowadays, seemingly. Everything's uh, automated. Everything is given with a click. So I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's 
part of the the Western culture that has happened here. That we've become more disconnected from one another, therefore we feel less we feel less love towards strangers when in fact we 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 still need and love each other as much as we ever have i don't know i i feel like we all need the big cry you know i i was thinking about this today as i was walking that maybe society needs the big cry like maybe it's built up inside of us and we all just need to just let it out. Because it is more difficult to say I love you. And boy, once we do it, doesn't that feel good? Even when it's unrequited love. Don't know if you've experienced that. My guess is that most people would have experienced both sides of it. Unrequited love is is pretty brutal. It's pretty difficult to get through. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we will. I remember when I was younger, there was a particular woman, the first woman I'd ever as a like as I thought as like a grown-up anyway. The first, you know, I was able to vote and smoke. First woman I told I love you to when I was of age to vote and smoke and, and go to war. Arbitrary. Number 18, right? I was above that age. I told her I loved her and, oh man, it, it didn't go well for me. But the point is, um, it was unrequited love for a, a few years I had for her. At least I believed I believed it. Now, it turns out later, years later, that I'm friends with her. Now, we're not BFFs, but we're friendly when we see each other. Uh, And it's nice. It's nice to see her. And I also feel okay about it. (laughs) I don't see her and think to myself, I should be the father of your children. Why have you forsaken me for so many, for 20 years? I don't feel that. I feel perfectly okay with the fact that she's married to someone else and has children. I'm totally fine. I'm, uh, the more I say it, the less it sounds real. <laughs> Point is. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's okay to be afraid to tell someone you love them. Some people would argue that the more you say it and the more people you say it to, the less important, the less special it becomes. I don't know. Is electricity any less magic? 
Because it's in pretty much everything in the world now. Is that less special? I would say no. Or in fact, does it become more special? The more you say it. This has turned into like this gushy, lovey-dovey thing. I just think it's important. It's important for many reasons. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't do a great job. I need to do better. I need to do better about it. Tomorrow, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure I tell a bunch of people that I love them tomorrow. Like to their face, like face-to-face kind of stuff. Or at least on the phone, you know. A friend of mine just lost his father last night. And it makes me realize, like, oh, man. You, you hear the tremble in someone's voice. The, I don't know, the weakness that comes with having to have been strong for so long leading up to that moment where you lose someone. You know, I guess much in the same way, I think of it like this, like if we have a loved one that we're really holding on to tightly before their death, which we know is coming, it's like when you squeeze your fist for a really long time to hold something so tightly that if I made you, or not if I did, made you, but if, if, if you chose to do that for like a long period of time, by the time you were finally op- able to open your fist, um, open your hand from a fist into just an open palm, it'd be difficult to, to clench it again. You'd be tired. And that's okay. It needs to recharge. We're not going to end this on a sad note. Um, just, you know, I love this program. And I love doing the research and I love bringing it to you. Um, I do feel connected to anyone who's listening. I, I feel like we're in this together and I feel like I do have love for you. I mean... When I first started doing this, I mean, I, I would get excited like a week later if I saw a hundred people had listened. I was like, you know, well, that's pretty great. You know what I mean? And, you know, very slowly but surely over the last few years, those numbers have increased and I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, I just have to remember that like, <laughs> oh, regardless of how stupid or I, I behave or... or or whatever is else is happening in my life. Like these numbers don't matter, um, except to the degree that they represent a person. Now, if so, if there's if the number is fifteen, or if the number is two thousand, or whatever, it doesn't matter. If the number is fifty thousand, it doesn't matter, except that it means that those those are people. And no, um, no group of people are more important than another group of people, regardless of the size of them. Because I think we, uh, we, we all can forget that. 
oh, we need more, we need more of this and more of that and more of this and more, we need more people, we need more people. And it's like, no, you just, you know, a person is a person. There's no more value in a person when they're multiplied, at least the number of them. I mean, some people would say the power of prayer magnifies with, you know, larger groups of people. And sure, that can be a thing, but it's because it's a, you know, I guess it's more entry points into the consciousness that we all share or the, the collective energy that we all are. So if you have more entry points to that, maybe it can feel stronger at certain times. Sure, maybe in, in that regard, yes. But whether five people are going to listen to this or 4,000, whoever's supposed to hear it is going to hear it because they heard it. At least it's my hope. And it's been an hour of rambling, uh, which the third year bonuses are usually well-researched topics or somewhat researched, but the 13th are always unexpected. So one might say that me rambling is quite expected. So therefore it wasn't expected, except that it was unexpected because we didn't expect you to do what we expected. Does that make sense? The recap. This has just been a recap of two years of researching and learning and going on a journey, trying to figure out, you know, what what, what, what else is out there. If you'd have told me, I mean, I, I will tell you this. If I would have never started doing these 30-year bonuses, I would not be surrounded by the things I'm surrounded by in my room right now. I'm staring at the chariot card pinned to my wall from my buddy Kristen Rand um, from the Wild Unknown deck. It's one of the postcards. Um, I've got uh, all kinds of stuff happening in this room that I am surrounded by that if you walked in here, you'd probably think I was a witch. And I wouldn't blame you. Uh, some people might think I'm, I'm a good witch and some people might think I'm a bad witch. I've got this beautiful Himalayan salt lamp on my desk. Uh, it was a gift from a friend of mine. She, uh, I mean, she nailed it. She, I mean, I've known her for a couple of years and she really nailed it. And I, and I'd like to touch it and then lick my finger. It's really salt. Anyway, um, so we've come a long way, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, uh, maybe you stopped listening half an hour ago, and I would not have blamed you for that. But I will tell you this. In the journey that we continue to embark upon, it is my hope that I will, you know, at the very least, um, provide you some entertainment. I don't pretend to be a guy who's going to be educating you deeply uh, in these kinds of things, other than to say that, you know, uh, I believe it's more fun to believe. And I, I do think that all of these things I've researched are worth consideration. And it's fun to contemplate the implications they have on the world around us, the physical realm, the metaphysical realm. Um, you know, where are these um, mystics amongst us? And how do we better understand the messages that they are giving us? And how do we better understand when people might be taking advantage of us. I mean, I don't know. I don't like to focus on that part of this this world. That's not to say that it's not important. Because you can go to the Conscious Life Expo this weekend in Los Angeles at the Hilton by LAX. And 
just by a sheer number, sheer numbers game, by probability mathematics, there are going to be some people there who are taking you for a ride, and that's just going to be the way it is. I don't know who those people are, but you know, as long as we keep an open mind, you know, and we we come from the right place, and we use consideration for ourselves and consideration of things presented to us. That's what's important. If we just consider, uh, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to make it. Some people would say that we are just now waking up as a species, that our frequency is changing and that it's measurable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. That's something I got to really dig into. I can't just casually speak on this. There are many more people that I'm looking forward to bringing you interviews with. There are many more topics that I look forward to digging into. And we're going to do that. Here, once year three begins of the third year bonus of me and Paranormal You, I don't know what I'm going to title this other than maybe just two-year recap. There was a moment there where I got a little like, I was, I was like, oh, we got to bring this back. <laughs> we got to bring this out of the emotional, the emotional drench or drench. I was going to drench myself. I can get very emotional. Maybe I'll, I'll Hugo made me cry. That's a good movie. I'm going to, maybe I'll do that after this. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring up the horse whisperer on Netflix. And, uh, oh, someone was telling me you can't cry when you eat a banana. I'm going to watch the notebook and eat a banana and see if they're right. Um, and it, let me know if that's true. If you've heard that, that you can't cry when you're eating a banana because the enzymes or something prevent it from happening chemically. I think we should all do, we should get together and we should do the banana notebook challenge. Uh, the notebook banana challenge is probably a better way to say it. And, uh, we get a bunch of bananas and we sit around and we watch the notebook and, uh, those moments, I think we all know what moments they are in that movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but that movie will make you cry. Um, if you're not a robot and, or even if you are a robot, I guess, because uh, I think I might be a robot, and I still cried. It, that movie won't even make a robot cry. I'm willing to go on the record. You can quote me on that. The Notebook would even make a robot cry, uh, unless that robot was eating a banana. And now, does it have to be a robotic banana, or can it be a real banana? I don't think it matters at this point. Where it's the singularity. The point is, maybe we'll do that challenge. I'm still trying to figure out the live streaming thing for the Patreon page, but I'm putting up bonus content for those people outside of it being like a live event you can be witnessing in the moment. So um, thank you to those people who have been donating over at the Patreon page. That, If you don't know what that is, it's a monthly donation um, that you make uh, to, to me. It goes directly to me. They take 5% or something. But... Um, it goes directly to me and it covers the costs. Right now I'm covering, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing, we're doing pretty good over there. Uh, so thank you to all, all the people that have done that. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I am going to say this. There is a, um, there was a certain goal that they make you over at the Patreon page. They make you get to, they make you set certain goals for yourself and things like that. I will tell you this. Once I reach a certain goal, uh, I'm not looking at it right now and I can't remember if it's the first or the second goal I am going to go to three episodes a week but that's only when a certain goal is reached um, 
this is not me trying to like incentivize you to like do this, but I will be going to three episodes a week at one point in which um, this is generating enough uh, financially. Um, until that moment, I just don't feel like I can uh, carve out more time of my life. So, um, but when incentivized, I guess we all can do certain things. But yeah, that's something we can think about in the future. So don't worry about it. And what would that mean? Would that just mean an extra interview? I don't know. It might just mean an extra interview a week, two interviews a week, plus a third year bonus, or it might mean something altogether different, which I mean, what else can you really do? Uh, I'm not sure. It'd probably be an extra interview. So anyway, moving on. Uh, RyanSingerComedy.com, MeAndParanormalU.com. That's, uh, those are the websites. Um, Society6.com backslash Mappy still has all the sweet, sweet designed merch by artist James Roper, which is beautiful stuff over there. I will be on the road coming up a bunch this year. I will be selling on the road my The Past is Alien t-shirts that I designed um, as an homage to The Future is Female. Uh, and also, it's like a double homage. It's got layers, you know, to the ancient alien theorists and, you know, the Anunnaki and all this kind of stuff. But um, basically inspired by the Futurist female t-shirts, I have made the past as alien. They're pretty cool. Um, you can see one on my Instagram, Rising, R-Y-S-I-N-G. My buddy Lizzie Cooperman, who was here for an Open Your Mind Line, we did that the other day. Uh, I'll be posting those uh, that Open Mind Line session uh, soon. Uh, thanks to all the people who called in for that. Really appreciate it. Um, also, Twitter and all that stuff, it's out there somewhere. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I hope this was at least the very uh, the very least interesting, if not slightly entertaining. Informative, I, well, I don't know what it could have informed you on other than, you know, maybe my ability to ramble and, uh, you know, communicate. Although I did almost cry. So, um we need to love each other and I do feel that deeply and I need to work on it. I can be, I can be a bastard and, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, you, you get a small snippet of this, you know, my, I guess my personality here, but, um, and I mean, I think you can probably tell for the most part, I'm a decent fella, you know, hopefully, you know, I'd like to think that I am, but that's not to say that I can't be a real asshole. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I think the person who's not aware of it is, uh, probably the, the big asshole. So I'm working on things on myself. I'm trying to get better, you know. Um, but yeah, rest assured, I, I've been a real asshole. And so, you know, to some people, you know, over the course of my life and even, you know, in recent memory, certainly, um, those people didn't deserve it. We're working on it. I'm working on it. Um, I've got nothing but love for you. I'm trying to love myself. And I'm certainly loving you. So thank you for listening and being a part of this. Without you, I would not be doing this. I really wouldn't. I mean, it's for you. It's for you, by you, by by me, for you, by me, for you. Okay, I feel like that's starting to get racist. This has been the last third year of the second year. Who knows? How much longer it goes. Okay, now I'm getting into a rhyme scheme. Time to shut her down. I hope to see you on the road. RyanSingerComedy.com backslash tour. T-O-U-R. See some dates. 
Uh, I'm going to be doing all kinds of fun, fun stuff. I will be on the East Coast and then my first trip to Canada telling jokes. I've been to Canada before, but never telling jokes. Uh, opening for my buddy Mark Marin. Those are going to be fun, some fun shows at the very beginning of March. Check his website. Um, I'll be doing like the Connecticut and the Quebec and the Toronto. and or, uh, I, I can't remember. So, yeah, I'll see you soon. Hopefully. You reach out to me. Instagram's a great way. And, uh, yeah, I love following accounts on Instagram. It's fun. I love watching a, a person's life unfold in pictures. Um, so, yeah, I'll see you soon uh, on the road. And if not, I'll see you at the watering hole on the astral plane.